readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with your favorite author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Link Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. This evening, we have a repeat guest, Mr. Mark Stallings. He is a writer of Boucher fantasy, thrillers, and military sci-fi. He's a competitive shooter, drinker of craft beer, and motorcycle enthusiast. If he's not your favorite now, you will be after. Welcome back, Mark. So glutton for punishment, are we? I am. <laughs> we should just title this Welcome to Talking About Dragon Con. <laughs> uh, 30 minutes of Dragon Con, 30 minutes of, you know, giggling. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, we're good. It'll be fine. I mean, that's what we do at half a Dragon Con anyways. So it'll be awesome. So welcome, everyone. We have some questions from Mark. So it's nice having the first repeat guest. I had to go through and listen to the old one to see how brilliant we were to make sure I didn't ask the same questions because that would be boring. Oh, no fear there. No fear. You'd be like, you already asked me that one. Nope. <laughs> I'll like, answer the same question twice. I have no problem with that. I'm shameless like that. <laughs> it was months ago. I don't even remember. Um, well, we do have a to, new. It means you get to revise your answer to the, you know, the new and improved. Whatever the. Uh -huh. the, the politically correct, polished version of the answer. <laughs> the one that kept you up at night. You're like, oh, I should have said. Um, no, your answers were awesome. I don't think you have any of those. So we did have to change our first question because, you know, as you well know, we do always ask, where do you get your ideas? So we've decided we're going to up it for the next few months and we're going to ask a new one. And that is, how long did it take you to write your first full-length novel? Ooh, that's a great question. So it took me... Took me two months to do the outline and do the outline review. So I did three revisions. And then um, I started, so let's see, I, I started in earnest in May and finished the end of September. So what, wow. five months? For your first novel? Yes. You're, you're a prodigy. I don't know about that. And then it took about a year to edit it. So, mm, I mean, so I finished the end of part. September and it was published uh july 28th of the next year so yeah i mean we went through several rounds i mean it was my first novel i mean right, right. you know thankfully you know james hunter is a very patient and kind individual and uh you know basically uh my pages bled it was funny because he was more more chagrined about you know some of the edits than i was because you know I'm, I'm a team player i'm here to put out the best story the the highest quality product as possible. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of the big departures that I went through than most authors do is we had a plan to strategically release mine on Royal Road. And so by going to Royal Road, I had some awesome uh, people that would read my stuff and find all of the flaws and tell me all about them in excruciating detail, which was fantastic. <laughs> And I'm not being sarcastic at all. No, I because, feel you. I like it you know, too. All these people had, you know, like, well, I mean, I did get into a, a discussion with a guy about, you know, how far a horse can go in a day. But um, for the most part, I mean, they found they found stuff that, you know, several rounds of edits completely missed. I mean, those little ninja typos or mm -hmm. wrong words where, hey, did you really mean this? Or this whole thing didn't make sense when he's in a tree and... You know, that kind of stuff. So then I was able to go back and, and make those adjustments 
before the the final version went out. So it, we, yeah, I went through went through dev edit and then um, line edit and then we went to Royal Road and then it went through copy edit and then proofing. So I mean they they put out sh- and, that, and that's not unusual other than the dev edits because I was newer. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the rest of the edit lines go through. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, it's a great process. I mean, they, they really want to put out high quality product at Shadow Alley Press. Excellent. I respect that. That's what we do too. So I feel, yeah, the dev editing is the hard part, but I get a lot of new authors. So we definitely do that. Um, let's see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Florida Kevin wants to know, he says, hey, Mark, what was your favorite question from the last time you were on the show? Why are you here? <laughs> I mean, come on, these guys are awesome. You know, you know, we've met at Superstars. I'm always, I, I'm a flipper to gibbet. I love to talk. She loves to listen. I mean, we're we're a match. It totally works. Yeah, it totally completely. Works. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, somebody, uh, mom says that she likes the ice cream question best. Yeah, no, we had to come up with a new one for that one too. So no, we, we've changed it up. So y'all, the audience and, and Mark, you'll have to tell me if you like the new one for that one too. Right. We need to do a whole survey, go through all of okay. them and see and give out numbers for what the ice cream question, what Previously, like you eat. said that you liked this. The <laughs> new question is... <laughs> so on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being great and one being awful, how do you feel about the new question? That's what I do for day job. I do, you know, do IVRs and surveys and all that. Nice. Um, let's see. The, <laughs> um, apparently, the writers in the uh, audience have still have had their own all, their own horse. How far a horse goes in a day? Questions. Um, Steve says that uh, a horse can go as far as the plot needs him to. That's. <laughs> It's, it's like sex scenes. Just fade to black and just get there. It's fine. Uh, and the, the answer to how far can a horse go? Florida, uh, Kevin says, don't put a legend on your map. Ta-da! Oh, I like that. Uh, that That is genius. <laughs> that that would work. I'm going to have to use that for now on. And Jenny joined us. Hi, Jenny. All right. I'm trying to avoid Dragon Con. We'll get to it in a minute. Um, I want to know, what word do you use too much when you're writing? Look. He looked. Mm. I looked. Yeah. Look. Look, I can feel that one. There's there's everyone has that one that just drives them batty. Well, it's 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 you know, you go through your first pass and you, and then you go just do the uh, I use per writing aid so then you can do mm-hmm. the repetitive words and it's like, "Oh man, that's a lot of look." <laughs> I had something against the word said, so I would look like I didn't like it. I didn't use it at all. And I searched my 124,000 word <laughs> manuscript and it was only in there twice. I was like, ooh, now I might have gone too far the other way, but. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> now I didn't use replacement words. I just always use action tags. So. You could. I mean, that's that's one way to do it. That's what I did. So I don't know if that was my style or it's just because I hated the word said. I don't know. Well, I know a lot of people are like, you know, especially editors are very vehement on said and asked. Only use that. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy Dan sent me this PDF that I, I open when I'm writing. I have another screen over here and mm-hmm. I have this and it's like alternatives. So Matt Novotny and I had mm-hmm. a game one day where we did nothing but trying to have a dialogue using all of the words for these said alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's like uh, urged, taunted, teased, requested, nodded, grunted. 
I like using something other than said, Mark grunted. <laughs> you know, you could use other things, Mark hinted. <laughs> yeah, so we, but we did a whole dialogue on chat using all these. That's so it was fun. funny. It's a creative way to procrastinate. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Well, you know, if you segment your day, I mean, you have a certain budgeted time for goof-offitude. And (laughs) and especially at that time, we were still working on Prodigal Son, the book that came out in February. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a... Because I I leave it open. So I try to use said, I try to use action tags, then I try to use something different. Mm -hmm. And then I try to use dialogue to indicate who's talking. Yes. Yeah. If there's so not too many people in the scene. So what do you think about that, Kelly? And then I don't have to say Mark said. It's true. <laughs> if there's only two people in the scene. No. No. Because then you can, you know, just still be doing it by context. You could. Right, Kevin? <laughs> but see, Kevin chimes in from nowhere. Was I supposed to be paying attention, he says? See, I said says right there. <laughs> and it wasn't necessary because I just said he chimed in from nowhere. I didn't even have to say he says. There you go. Which, by the way, is why we edit things. It is true. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. We, we, we like the podcast, we don't edit. Oh, Editing's hard. Well, yeah, no, oh, yeah, that, this is unedited. Yeah, raw. that we don't edit. No. <laughs> yeah. Curse that, that dragon like raw. <laughs> that's, that's our new, that's the podcast when we're recording at Dragon Con. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, for anyone who missed the first broadcast, please tell us what Wuxia fantasy is. So Wuxia is, for all intents and purposes, an Asian martial art flavored story. So think about magic-powered martial arts. It's not set in China. It's set someplace mystical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretend. Kind of like Shansha. Uh, but it's basically magic-powered martial arts. So martial arts form the background of everything that's happening within my stories. Excellent. So if you were forced to live in one of your worlds by a particularly tricky genie, which one would you choose? One of my worlds. Oh boy. Um, So I have an urban fantasy I've been working on that's set in Monterey, California. I'd want to live in that one. The negative though, is that there's demons. And so I don't know. I don't know. That's a toughie. But it's Monterey. I mean, I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, it's nice, but there's demons. <laughs> well, it's your world. You know how to avoid them, right? No. No? <laughs> you don't have power. I mean, they come get you. Oh, uh, that could be an issue. But, like, what? what's that thing? There is no story without conflict. So you have to have conflict. It's true. But I have a funny story for you. Oh, please. So I went out to visit James Hunter. Okay. And he loves this hot chocolate shop. Mm-hmm. And it's right off the college campus. Mm-hmm. And it was when we left, it was all kind of cold and drizzly and dark. Mm-hmm. And we parked way in the back. So when the sun went down, it's like we're in this back alley thing. And I was like, we're totally going to be murdered by werewolves. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the main character of this story. <laughs> you weren't wearing a red shirt, were you? <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't like how this is going. You're like, wait, I'm the fun friend extra. That I'm the plucky sidekick. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. I always say I'm I'm a huge, like, supernatural fan. But, like, if Sam and Dean actually came to my door, I would run away. I'd be like, nope. Mm-mm, people always die. This is not a good idea. 
Yeah, I feel you. I would not be the star. They would. This doesn't work for me. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin Herzog wants to know, what was the research process like when deciding to write Wusha? So um, I have a big background in martial arts. And when I was in college, I got uh, an associate's degree with an emphasis in Japanese. And so I'd always been uh, fascinated with Asian cultures. Grew up on Shaolin theater, you know, the Kung Fu movies on Sundays. And uh, when uh, James Hunter did a call for an anthology, I wrote a story where I created a monk character in Viridian Gate Online. I mean, that was the goal. And then I've, I've since repurposed that. So now it's a free short story. If you go to my website, markstallings.com, you can pull it down. My one foray into lit RPG. Um, never do that again. Well, I can't say never. Um, I'm not inclined to jump into that anytime soon. How's that? Um, but anyway, uh, when, when James read that, he said, hey, it's not right for what we are doing right now, but have you thought about trying to write Wuxia? And so he had me go off and do research. And so the research is I spent a lot of time up on Wuxia world, reading the actual translated Chinese Wuxia that's coming out where people are like cranking out a thousand word chapters every week. Um, and uh, did a lot of that. And then mm -hmm. just doing traditional research, you know, uh, my brother, when he was in China, gave me a copy of uh, Romance of the Three, Ki Three Kingdoms which is one of the first Wuxia books. That and Water Song are both about 600 years old. And so I'd, I'd already had a good foundation in the literature. It's just trying to figure out how is modern Wuxia doing? So I read uh, Will White's Cradle. Uh, Tao Wong has a fantastic series, A Thousand Li. Uh, so it's just reading what's currently available and then putting my stamp on it. And so that was kind of the process. So let's see, I started that process, would have been uh, September, and then went and pitched my concept at December of that year. Wow, you were so, ready. Well, with all your martial arts background, you probably had some kind of up anyways. Well, and, and you know, I do have a strong, uh, you know, Japanese and Chinese uh, mm -hmm. background in martial arts. And so what, what I did was, you know, I wanted, you know, to try to find something that would give framework and depth. And so mm -hmm. I picked a martial art of Xing Yi, which I had studied a little bit. I didn't spend a lot of time studying it because I moved into Bagua and then Chen style Tai Chi. But mm -hmm. the thing about Xing Yi is when you start, you learn the elements. You know, there's five elements, Chinese elements, that you go through. And then once you've learned that, then you learn the animal forms. And then once you learn that, then you learn weapons. And so it's like mm -hmm. ready built. I mean, mm -hmm. and what I wanted to do in, in creating a series is I wanted to base it on something real. So that way, if somebody like yourself wanted to learn more about how you can do this, mm -hmm. you can open up the phone book. For the kids in the studio audience, a phone book used to be a collection <laughs> in physical form of businesses. I think you so, mean you would Google. It's 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 yeah, Google you would, in you dead would tree open format. Up the book of Google, <laughs> aka go. phone book, and go find a Xing Yi shop near you, and you can actually learn everything I talk about in the first book. Well, except for the magic application of it, that'll actually take you a little longer than you'll have to take three or four classes, not one or two. And travel to a magical world. Yes. You know, details, details. But as long as you have the right instructor, I mean, anything's possible. It's true. It's true. Traveling That's to a magical world is not a euphemism, boys and girls. It's true. Well, it's true. maybe. 
So Florida Kevin would like to know if uh, you had a streaming show where you asked Kelly questions to try and catch her off guard and make her uncomfortable, what would you ask? So the the number one would be, how dark do you like your chocolate, Kelly? Ooh. Well, you know, once you go dark chocolate, you never go back. Yeah. Once you're 85%. Yeah, at least. 90%. It's funny you do chocolate because I had to, I had chocolate on my elbows. So I had to like wash because the baking I was doing today, for some reason, I decided I needed to because I had nothing else to do before Dragon Con, uh, is a, a babka bread. And I'd never made it before. So you have to like braid it and do all this funny stuff. And I'm like, why did I decide to do this one today? So I had chocolate all over me. And it was a lot of fun, though. And Sounds maybe it'll great. be good. I bake it when we're done here. It's oh, my motivation go. to keep going. So... So, but you know, Florida Kevin, to answer your question, nothing embarrasses me. Are you kidding? You've met me. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. really hard to embarrass me. Um, oh, and he says magic stuff is in the yellow pages, Mark. Of course, again, the children in the audience don't know what the yellow pages are. Let's see. Um, so we've talked about Dragon Con already and it's not going to end. Uh, I noticed that you got your hair all cut. Was that in I prep did. for Dragon Con? You already? See, I did too. I got like half I of it cut off. I trimmed the beard. Yeah, uh -huh. I shaved uh -huh. today. Ooh, fancy, yeah. fancy. So you're all ready. Is there any other prep you do for Dragon Con? Not really. I mean, uh, I've got a pile of work over that direction I got to do. And I have a short story that's due. And mm. yeah, it's just I've uh, Patrick's got the whiskey. So that's good. I just have to dig out my flask, and that'll be, and I'm ready to go. And you'll be set. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the hard part about driving. It's hard to write while I'm driving. So. Well, I sleep on airplanes. I mean, I, I was mm. a hardcore road warrior for technology, you know, especially mm -hmm. late 90s, early 2000s. So pretty much it's like somebody kicked my power cord out when the, those jet engines fire up. I'm all. Oh, You're out. I'm out. <laughs> So I don't plan on riding on airplanes, though I do have three plane rides tomorrow and a big chunk of time in Dallas. So I do plan on riding at least in Dallas because I think I'm, I land at nine and I don't leave until almost two. Oh, wow. So yeah, I'm hoping to finish out the short story that I owe Rob. Sorry, Rob. And then I start in on the short story I owe Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely overcommitted on anthologies this summer. All the while trying to get a book done. Yeah. So you understand me last minute baking for no reason. See? It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, this, yeah. it's like I didn't have enough to do. I had to add something. And it's funny. The wife will come home and she'll be like, oh, the kitchen's really nice. Uh, you're procrastinating writing, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at this Maybe. fantastic meal I made you, though, dear. That's right. Yeah. You're very welcome. Now, before washing dishes, I got to go. Except I remember from last time you said that you didn't mind dishes. I don't care. I watch. I like to wash. You know, I worked in a kitchen when I was in high school. So, you know, washing pans as you go makes it easier. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. If only other people I know who cook wonderful meals could learn that lesson. Let's see. It's not possible. Too bad he's not it, listening. Uh, it it it, mm -hmm. it violates oh. several laws of physics. It's just oh yeah mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> yeah not buying it. Okay. Um. So our tradition when we first get to Dragon Con is to have dinner with uh, my mom's at Big Kahuna. It's like we just got there. We grab our room key and then we go and run and have dinner because we've been on the road for 13 hours. Do you have a tradition when you first arrive? 
So I have friends, they had me meet at Meehan's mm. because uh, the first year I, I stayed with Patrick over at the Hilton. Mm-hmm. And then um, last time I was at the Westin. And so when I was trudging over from the, the Hilton, um, my friend Duchelle sent me something that was insanely inappropriate and hilarious at the same time. Just, you know, autocorrect went completely wrong. <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, me hands. It was funny because I didn't even pay attention to what was actually in the text because my brain had already processed uh, that me hands was just past the Weston. And so when, when I get there, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And it was just hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, why? Uh, oh, my, and I had to go look at the text. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> You're like, all I saw was me hands. You were like, dinner, sweet. <laughs> well, I was just like, I couldn't find it. I was like, is it in the hotel? And then what, what she meant was it's just past me hands. And what came out was um, very inappropriate. You're like, no problem. I screenshotted it, and I'm going to use it later for blackmail. I did so screenshot know. it, because so that way I have it in perpetuity. <laughs> That's right. It'll end up on one of those lists one of these times. You ever go through those lists where they have, you know, oh, again, Oh, no, I think I'm do, I need to do a, a poster once, you know, Deshelle puts out her first book. That way I can bring it to her first book signing. <laughs> do you want me to sign a bookmark? No, I want you to sign this, please. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, what is the most memorable part of Dragon Con for you? The most memorable part. Okay. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, um, it was, okay. <laughs> so I was over at the Hyatt at the kilts and corsets party. <laughs> and I needed to head back. So mm-hmm. I get, I call my wife. Wait, which were you wearing? I was kilt. Okay. Just check. And, um, and so I needed to call the wife. So I, I FaceTimed her. And then I turned it around so she's not looking at me. She's looking out front. And so I'm seeing her. And so we go through all of the tunnels from the Hyatt through the Marriott over to the Hilton. And then we stop at the Papa John's station there and I get pizza. And then I go up to get in the elevator and the signal held. So I get up to the room that I'm sharing with Patrick and Sean and I go into the room and they are there watching Dragon Con TV at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so we all have pizza. I was like, that's it's awesome. Perfect. That it's just so perfect. awesome. Uh-huh. So she it's... got to see the crowd. She got to see the Marriott rave. She got to see the, the dinosaur dance party that was happening in the lobby of the Hilton. Yeah, that's and, their new uh, thing. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she got a flavor of it without going. and and But then that was like, that wasn't like unique. Right. I mean, that was right. every night I mm-hmm. would we wind my way through. I mean, I was I don't know. It was like two thirty in the morning and we're drinking in the Marriott bar. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's like, hey, you want to go to the rave? It starts at four. And I'm like, four a.m. Now I got to go to bed. I got to go. To bed. <laughs> I've reached I've reached my I'm too old for this stage. No, it's just like, you know, you, you just like stop, get your pizza, pop John's at three a.m. and then go up. Maybe watch one of the panels on DragonCon TV and then then crash out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we, we much appreciate DragonCon TV. It's nice when you're, you know, maybe a little hungover in the morning and you're trying to get up. So here, here's a funny. So I was, I was telling the guys about it. Uh, Todd, Todd Fonstock about it on Saturday. And uh, so I got in in the elevator and and there's these three young guys in there. 
mm-hmm. kids, maybe. Um, I'm, I suppose I'm old enough I can say kids. Three kids. There were three kids in the elevator. <laughs> and so I was like, you guys look familiar. And they kind of look at me, and they're smiling. And I was like, why Why do I know you? And so they're they're like, do you have, have you ever seen Stranger Things? And I was like, no. My wife watches that, but I've never seen it. And they're like, oh, well, we're on it. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So then... You know, I stopped and got my pizza, right? And so I'm headed into the room, and then I walk in, and on Dragon Con TV is their panel. And I was like, hey, I was just in the elevator with those guys. I saw Now I know where they were going. <laughs> and so I sat there and watched it, right? I mean, they were very engaging, intelligent. They're, uh, they had a chaperone, I guess, because they're young. and Because they weren't 18 yet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, we saw them, because they were close there, both of them that were there. So that would have been 2019. Because they were at, um, they're local to Atlanta. So 2019? 2018? 2019? 2018. Think, when did we get Gina Torres's autograph? Because they were right next to us when we were waiting in line for Gina Torres. So I think it was 19, but it might have been 18. I, I think like it was 18. 18. Was it 18, 18 for 18. Gina? Because right. I was, that was, because I, or like, oh, yeah, Xander it. wasn't with us, so it had to have been 18. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, we got Gina Torres. So we were standing there in line, and, and, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, the, um, pretty sure I have his name right. He was, um, um, um Lex Luthor on Smallville. Oh, okay. So he was standing there signing his line while we were waiting for Gina. And then, you know how when you go in line at, at, um, to get somebody's autograph, You'll, you'll talk to the celebrity handler first, and they will write down your name on a post-it and then hand it over to whatever it is that the celebrity is signing so they don't have to, you know, ask you all of those questions already written on there. How do you spell there. that again? Yeah. Right. They don't have to do any of that nonsense. It makes so much sense. Everywhere should do that. Anyway, so so then they look at it, and they can sign it, and that way they can actually talk to you when they're signing it instead of asking you just how to spell your name. And so every time he would finish one, he would take the post-it, roll it up, and then throw it at our line. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. We started picking them up and throwing them back at him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It's all these little things at Dragon Con that people don't understand why we get addicted and why we talk about it so much. So I don't know. But with this year, because of all the precautions, because you have to be vaccinated or have the negative test, um, you know, we have to wear masks and they cut the um, ticket sales, right? Like they, it's it's half what normal, what, what normal is. I was telling Kevin, I'm like, we might be able to walk through the Marriott. No. It could happen. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to find out this year. We'll see. But um, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see. The, 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 I don't know, the mystique, the charm, the atmosphere of, of Dragon Con is, you know, you go to the Marriott and it's just bat guano crazy. <laughs> that is the best description I've ever heard. We have to use that one for now. And especially with the, um, you know, brown striped carpet now. It totally fits. Yes. Totally fits. Have you ever been there? like late on Monday or early Tuesday morning when they're shampooing the carpet? No. Oh my gosh. When, as everyone's leaving, they shampoo the carpet. It's a huge difference in color for one to the other. And I don't mean from just all the spillage and stuff. I just mean just from feet on the foot traffic. Yes. Just foot traffic. It's so incredible. important safety tip. Do not eat off the carpet. <laughs> yes. That is a very important safety tip. Very important. Let's see. Um, I'm sorry, I got distracted by the crowd. They're all talking about the awesome things they love, like the bunny hutch at the Sheraton pool. Let's see. Uh, it looks so like Spike is going to be in the parade. Bunny so hutch is, it's a party and everyone comes in some form of themed 
uh, Hugh Hefner smoking jacket style or uh, Playboy Bunny style costumes. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's so bunny you're... everything. It's hilarious. So I was I, I had to go from A to B, and so I'm going through the tunnels, and then there was because they do those photo ops, right, or where mm-hmm. they have the gathers of of different fandoms, mm-hmm. and so it was the elf procession to Valinor. Ooh. And so it's all of these women done up like elves with little elf outfits and elf ears and the long hair. And I almost didn't make it to where I was going because all I wanted to do is follow them. That's right. <laughs> and it's something huge. magical that way. I'm going that way. And I was like, yeah, it was magical because then, you know, I'm, I've been a Tolkien fan forever and a day. And then it's all of a sudden, you know, there's all of these elves and they're all beautiful and I want to go with them. Mm. Yeah, it was amazing. It's like no, no, no. Focus. I gotta, I gotta be someplace. And, <laughs> I have a schedule, gosh. But, but I mean, that's that's walking schedule. anywhere at DragonCon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you run into interesting people, or photo shoots, or impromptu parties, or mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, a few years ago, there was um, somebody dressed up as Groot, and they were full size Groot. So you know, in the Marriott, where you have um, the bar in the middle, Pulse, the Pulse Bar. So it's yep. the, you have to take stairs. So it's like two flights of stairs to get up to the pulse bar. He was as tall as that pillar to get up. Wow. So he was walking on stilts, but it was all covered. He was, it was like, oh my gosh, that is Groot. It was the coolest cosplay. It's fascinating. Safe one, I always want to cosplay, but um, it's expensive. And we have lots of hobbies. So we just admire people who do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and some of the people put like an amazing amount of time into some of those mm-hmm. costumes. Like I'm a big uh, Warhammer 40K fan mm-hmm. and some of the Warhammer costumes were just so impressive. Yes. And that's the best thing. I'm always more impressed that, with the people who make their own, which is a lot of them. And it's incredible what these creatives can do. That's probably the magic of Dragon Con, isn't it? So we talk about the writers who are going to be there and we get to meet up and see them. And, you know, there are fans there too. But the really magical thing is that everyone there is a creator of some sort, whether right. they're whether musicians. Costumes or yes. cosplay or musicians. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Art. Yeah. I love going up on the top level of America's Mart for where all the artists are. I love artists. All the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. One thing after another. Dragon Con is just like a big creator's paradise. There's just one after another. It, it's fantastic. Like they had little figures you could paint even in the game room, right? So oh, yeah. there's just yeah, yeah. so many things, so many creatives. Where they have the, because the the Hensons, the, the um, Muppets are there. So usually they have a whole display of that. And they have a whole Muppet track, or puppet, sorry. They have a puppet track. And so, like, you can go and make puppets there, and there's a whole makeup thing. There's um, actors things. What was it? Um, oh, I don't remember her name. Tara. Amber Benson, who's also a writer, so that's kind of cool. But Amber Benson did an entire, like, acting thing that you could go in and take some acting classes. So it's just, it's incredible. I think well, that's so why we And then, like, uh, Patrick's a big fan of, of Erin Gray, you know, from Buck Rogers. And apparently mm-hmm. she does a Tai Chi class. That's awesome. Yeah. There's so many cool things. And they have an entire science track. So, you know, you've got all of these space things going on, too. It's just, it's magic. It's not just go there and meet celebrities. I mean, that's fun, too. But that's not what it's about. And I think that's what people miss. But look at that. Like you said, the celebrities actually do the things, you know. What is it? Um, Garrett Wang runs the Star Trek track. So it's just the celebrities are part of it in a fan kind of way, not in a look at me up on this tower kind of way. Or pay X amount of money to come get a signed picture of me. 
Yes. Well, I mean, there's that too, but it's there's not only that, that. But yeah, I like the fact that, like, I mean, we were just walking along, and then John Berriman, I mean, he was he just pops out from between two cars, and they're like, "Hey, uh, I know who you are." He's like, "I know who you are." <laughs> and you know, he's like so convincing, where we're just kind of looking at each other, like, "What?" <laughs> oh, he's messing with us. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's so fun. It's so fun. Feels like going home. Well, it's like, it's like high school reunion, except for only fun. Right. And just four days. Yes. So it's, it's nice. Um, excuse me. Uh, it's five days. Let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. okay. I'm flying in Wednesday. So, and flying out Tuesday. So I kind of cheat by wedging in a sixth day. Yeah. We don't count the travel days though. I mean, they have well, to count for getting off for work, but, you know, we, we don't count them in the... So when we audience. started going, uh, mm-hmm. Thursday was the new Friday. However, Thursday mm-hmm. is now official, which makes Wednesday the new Friday. Wouldn't it's very confusing. Wednesday the new Thursday? No, Wednesday is the new Friday. In other words, it used to be the con didn't start till Saturday. Yeah. That was the pre-party. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Yeah, so then it was pants. like, oh, no, we there pre-party on Thursday. on Thursday. Yeah, that's yep. crazy. Yeah, so the, yeah. the you could pick up your badge on Thursday, but the con started on Friday. Well, now con starts Thursday. You got wrestling. Yeah, you got a bunch of parties. You got all kinds of stuff going Thursday. You got panels on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Which reminds me, do you, you don't do you have your panel schedule? I do. Do you, why don't you share with everyone where you're going to be? So Friday at 2.30, I will be on the Space Opera panel. Nice. I'm not entirely sure where. I'd, I'd have to go look. Um, Friday night is the Fantasy Gather. Mm-hmm. And uh, then at 10 o'clock, there is the First Contact Improv. And so it, it sounds hilarious. So I want to go. Yeah, I wonder what that is. It's people improving their first inter- encounter with aliens. That sounds really fun. It does. You said that o'clock. Saturday night? 10 o'clock on Friday. And then... Oh, that's Friday. That's right. Sunday at 11.30, I am in a panel folk to fantasy, talking about how uh, Chinese mythology or you know German mythology, maybe how it makes it into literature, mm. movies, whatever. So that's, that's at 11.30. On Sunday, and then at seven o'clock on Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday, 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 <laughs> I'm on a panel for Xeno Archaeology. What? I will represent someone from the future, and they will bring out items, and the panel will have to decide what that item is used for. <laughs> That's so creative. How much fun then- is that? It's going to be a ton of fun. Oh, my gosh. Seven o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> Steve says meeting Mark for the first time was like encountering an alien. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. All right, Ruskin, behave. It's because he lives in a box. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so much fun. Um, let's see. I saw, I guess we should probably talk about you a bit. I mean, your name is at the top. Well, that's fine. That's fine. We've, I've been kind of talking the whole time, so keep going. <laughs> I like to hear about me. Well, 
It's, um, I want to talk because last time or on your bio, it talks about you being a motorcycle enthusiast and we didn't talk about that at all. So what makes yep. you enthusiastic over motorcycles? So I, my, for my 40th birthday, so every, mm-hmm. every significant decade, I do something wild, stupid, however you want to categorize it. And so for the 40th birthday, the wife gave us motorcycle class. Ooh. And so, so, we us, went, so you both did it together. We did it together. Cool. And then over that summer, we got our first motorcycles, and we we've been riding ever since. And then uh, you know, so uh, initially, I was a fair weather rider, mm-hmm. meaning if it was below fifty degrees, I was like, forget this, it's too cold. Mm-hmm. Um, then December of twenty thirteen, I became involved with Bikers Against Child Abuse, and now I ride year round. Uh, wow. So it's riding with a purpose. Empowering young kids to not be afraid. I like that. So the coldest, coldest ride I've been on was 19 degrees. Oh. Um, That's Fahrenheit for those of you stuck in imperialist United States. That's (laughs) way too cold for those of you that use the metric system. Uh, I don't know. Celsius, 19 degrees. Yeah, that's pretty darn cold. Yeah. Um. That's great. I didn't know you were part of that organization. I've seen yep. lots of stuff on them. I much, much respect what they do. Yep. What you so do I've, in that case. So I've been doing it, uh, what, seven and a half years now? And, uh, yeah. Impressive. Changing, I was wondering, who do they changing call? Changing lives. Like, so how they, do you know? Yeah. So they, like, well, for the last three and a half years, I was the initial contact. I was the, the child liaison for this region. Mm-hmm. And so then either the family will hear about us and call. Mm-hmm. Or victims advocates will call us. Uh, we've had uh, DHS, uh, uh, child services, whatever they're called in your region. Um, they'll they'll work with us. Uh, therapists will make referrals to us. Oh, nice. uh, so you know, we we say that we are part of an established united front working with state and local agencies. So we, we we've even had police refer us. So, yeah. That's pretty impressive. So are you working on anything new that you're over the moon excited about? Oh, my gosh. So I'm working on book two for the Silver Coin Saga, the mm-hmm. animals. That's the next phase. Mm-hmm. And then over the summer, I overcommitted in anthologies. So I've been trying to pound those out. So that way I avoid another beating. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. Rob. Sorry, Jamie. And, uh, yeah, so, like, I'm in an anthology that will be coming out in September uh, for Salvage Universe. Uh, so it's it takes all kinds. I think it comes out September thirteenth, um, and then you know there's just uh, anthologies packed up after that. November, and then I I don't know what the, all the release dates or the other ones are, but you no, know, my passion project is Silver Coin Saga. I mean, I it's <laughs> it's the one that I've been working on the longest. It's um, I mean, it has the the greatest potential for me as far as writing, meaning. I've arced out an 11 book series. And so book one nice. is done book two. I'm in book two right now. Mm-hmm. I want to roll right into book three because from, from the author perspective, once you have your third book out in a series, it's easier to market it. hundred percent agree. Yeah. That's our rule as a company. So, yep. I feel you. Yeah. So that's my passion project is I nice. want to, I want to get that done. So that way I can keep moving on into the next projects. Well, I saw that you have a Patreon account for your fans. What benefits do you offer them for joining? So um, for certain tiers, they get 
uh, early access to chapters. I post the artwork and the sketches as they come in. And um, as you guys notice, I have this microphone here. I will be <laughs> reading the chapters and then I will be posting them into Patreon. Nice. Well, that's yes. a good way to start it. That's and then cool. I have I have tiers for people that have too much disposable income where <laughs> um, I'll do monthly sessions with them. I have one where I will uh, one tier where I will get drunk and read. Um, <laughs> and then I have the top tier is where I will bring in a guest author or editor Mm -hmm. And I will write and they will mystery science theater 3000 me as I am creating. Dude, sign me up for that. I will, I will help you earn money for your Patreon. There you go. By critiquing your work, you know, just cause I like life. It's not just critiquing, it's commenting. Mm. They could be smarking comments. They could be helpful comments. And as I put in the description, alcohol may be involved. Well, it's funnier if alcohol's involved. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I think I think it'll work. So every time you say "look," you've got to take a shot. Like we'll have to. <laughs> well, I mean, we could do that. I mean, we could have you know, somebody's got to hit the light in the buzzer. Oh, look! <laughs> got to do and it now. It's over. That'll have to be a limited duration because I don't know how. With as much as I use "look," uh, the the fifteen minutes and I'm hosed. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it could be dangerous. <clears throat> so, do you prefer steak on the grill or steak on cast iron? Okay. So, my father was a big grill guy. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, was from North Carolina and had the philosophy that if something is not pan fried, it is not cooked. <laughs> so, their first interaction where he freaked out on her because she was going to pan fry a steak. It's just stuck in the memory. Now, there is a restaurant in Colorado mm-hmm. Springs called mm-hmm. the Pepper Tree. And I will tell you right now, you have not had steak until you've had it pan-fried tableside in butter. Mm-hmm. Pan-fried tableside mm-hmm. in butter. I'm that a grill guy, but that is that is it. I mean, that that just, I mean, this, I can smell it right now. And now I'm starting to drool. <laughs> I mean, it is so good. So I, good. I, I just bought my ticket for Superstars this year. Sorry. But just a <laughs> propos of nothing. There you go. I'll take you. Remember, Mark knows all the good breweries, too, Kevin. So I do. There's <laughs> there's quite a few, too. And there's there's a couple of distilleries right near there, too. Distilleries he's not allowed to go. He'll get sick just by smelling it. And I love him too much for that. But breweries, okay. he can be there all day. Yeah, last, last Superstars... I took Irene Tierney, my friend from Scotland, to Cerberus, which is right down the road from where Superstars is. And we had the I had the brisket grill, grilled cheese and a Ooh, pint. It was so good. So good. Nope. We so if you guys are in Colorado Springs in February and go to Superstars, mm-hmm. I can point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I will definitely be there. Work allowing. We'll see what's safe home. So we're still in the air with that. We want him to come, but, you know, work. Yes, definitely in the air. Don't drive. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's not when we're driving. I mean, we have a Jetta. It's not four-wheel drive. If any snow hits the mountains on our way, we're in trouble. 
So let's see, where are we? Oh, we're, yeah, we're on a lightning round, by the way, if you can't tell. So Ooh, lightning round. I know, lightning round. Favorite style of music? Alternative. Love it. Specifically 80s alternative. Ooh. How about favorite outdoor activity? Favorite act- outdoor activity is watching idiot tourists in Garden of the Gods. <laughs> I might resemble that comment. Okay. Uh, what part of your daily routine is an absolute must? Morning stretching. Mm, nice. Uh, I put a motorcycle down three years ago, jacked my hip. Mm. And so, yeah, I've, I've become a squirmy puppy. And so to be able to walk, I, I try to do my morning stretches. Excellent. What is your potluck go-to? Potluck. Okay. So I hate potlucks. I really do. But when Kevin J. Anderson invited me to his New Year's Eve party, mm-hmm. I brought gumbo. Ooh, we can be friends now, Mark. It's official. Yeah. It sounds delicious. So that's as uh, close to potluck as I like to get. Uh, uh, it qualifies. Point, we'll point it. of order. Uh, okra or no okra? Mm. So I prefer okra, but most people do not. So I bring filet. Yeah, that's what Zafo uses. He uses filet. I'm like, no, okra. Ruin filet. Ruin filet. I love okra. The family hates okra. So, yeah. I'm like, well, then don't eat it. I love it. Uh, Let's see. Cats or dogs? Yes. I I like that answer. It's a good answer. And country you want to visit that you haven't been to before? Dominican Republic. Ooh, good choice. The wife and I have been watching this show, Caribbean Life. And so right before Superstars, we're hoping to go down to St. Croix and see if we can hack island life. It's it sounds horrible. Well, I mean, it's it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. (laughs) As long as you don't have to be naked and afraid, I think we can handle it. I mean, come on. no, no, no. And I watch that show and it, it devolves into stupid naked and afraid. Yeah. Well, they haven't eaten. I mean, your brain does not work when you're no, not eating. No, no, no. These people are supposedly survival experts, and the guy's like, just, I can't handle it, and just starts drinking out of this pool. <laughs> not even going over where the water's coming down. He's just, I was like, you're you're an idiot. Or the guy who just broke down and just started eating mushrooms. Oh. Hey, I, I dislike mushrooms, and 99% of them want to kill you. And so yeah. he just like, ah, ah, ah. No. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, we were talking stupid. about dad jokes earlier. That's my favorite dad joke. That all mushrooms are edible. Just some of them you can only eat once. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's my favorite dad it's joke. It's kind of like the parachute joke. What's that So one? when you jump out of the airplane, you pull your ripcord. Mm-hmm. And if that chute doesn't open, you have a reserve. And so you pull the reserve cord. Mm-hmm. And if that chute doesn't deploy, you manually pull it out and throw it. And then you reel it back in and throw it. You have the rest of your life to get it right. <laughs> oh i don't know that was really dark humor i don't know if that counts as, as dad joke i don't know i don't know darker than you are you all mushrooms are edible mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of dark <laughs> it's true i guess it is <laughs> we're doing dark jokes it's it's after dark dad jokes now well if we're gonna get into after dark jokes uh, <laughs> now we're back to so, Kelly, how do you like your chocolate? <laughs> um, is it bad if I say in my mouth? Am I allowed to say that? No, you just have to, you know, say it inappropriately. Oh, see, now that's the thing. I'm just not good at that. 
Yeah. Poor, poor husband Kev, of mine. Kevin will work on you. Oh, Willie. Promises, promises. So, where can fans find you and your work? So, I'm up at markstallings.com. I have an author page on Facebook. And I do have a Patreon where more than just my mom gives me money. And you can too, to help me with my final goal of shifting to a full-time writer. Yes. That's the goal, man. That is the final goal. That is my goal. And I, I we're, we have a plan, mm-hmm. the wife and I, and we're working towards it. Excellent. I love it. Well, we all wish you luck. And now that everyone wants your books because they adore you and they want to support your plan, uh, make sure to please review Mark's work because you can help him that way. It's a gift you can give your author. And also please review us wherever it is that you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitch or subscribe on YouTube. And we want to thank our subscribers on Twitch. They actually help keep these lights on. It's like Patreon for us. It's very kind of you. So we have um, Dave Dunn and Helen Savor and Jenny. So thank you very much, everyone, for supporting us. You keep these lights on. And let's see. We have the next two weeks off. So we're going to miss you the next two weeks. We're going to be driving back from Dragon Con. So we'll be way too tired. You, you don't want me on. I was tired tonight and we rambled, right? You don't want it next week. And then the Tuesday after that, um, we actually have an event that Tuesday night. So we can't come. So you have two weeks off from us. So congratulations. Except you can come hear us on Sundays at 3 p.m. Central where we will do some updates. So that one will be at Dragon Con this Sunday. So that'll be fun. So we'll see who's around. Or you can watch my previous recorded episode as a filler for next Tuesday. That'll work too. I mean, we could do reruns. We can have Mark two two weeks in a row. Could be fun. Could be fun. Can never have too many Marks. <laughs> awesome. Well, y'all are awesome, and we can't wait to see you in a bit. And if you're at Dragon Con, we can't wait to see you tomorrow. Yep. The bar at the Westin. Bar at the Westin. Or we'll the Shadow there. Alley Press booth in America's Mart. Perfect. Thank you, Mark. Thank you.